Welcome back, sluts, witches, babes, days, gays. I am so damn excited to share this interview with you today. I talked to one of my besties, Gabriela Rosales, the stylist witch, who also happens to be one of the most glamorous, inspiring goddess worshippers I know. If you are interested in fashion and style as a spiritual tool, if you love Venus, if you love color, if you just want to hear us talk the divine feminine shit and rant on all things God and goddess and why the word God is so triggering for us, this is the episode for you. Like, I really don't have enough words to describe how inspiring and empowering this conversation was and how deep we go into the power of glamour of self-actualization of spiritual alchemy through style and aesthetic this is the conversation for all my glamour witches and fashion witches out there so i just invite you to wear something that makes you feel like a bad bitch or a hot babe, a hot they, whatever your expression is, and just enjoy the fuck out of this episode because it was so fun. And I definitely want to have Gabby back. So if you're like, I want more, don't worry, there will definitely be more. And until then, I just hope you enjoy this interview. Gabriela Rosales, iconic quadruple Taurus, glamour goddess, glamour goddess, glamour goddess, vision of Venus. You are one of my favorite people to ever exist. And for all of those listening, we are going to be giggling. We are besties. We are soulmates. So like this episode is going to be a lot. And I'm so excited to talk to you. You have made a name for yourself working within the realm of the Venusian, combining glamour and embodiment to help people become their best selves through styling through closet cleanses through just like seeing them through this like Taurus tunnel of like sacred aesthetic and I'm just such an awe so in awe of you so excited to have you here and I could just ramble on and on about how much I love you but I would love to just have you tell us a little bit about who you are as the stylist witch which is your moniker your name of choice and how you kind of like began on that path to combining glamour and spirituality Yes. Well, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, my, um, so the stylist, which I am a stylist and personal shopper, basically like all around aesthetic expert as I, yes. Yeah. I've started to like broaden, um, those horizons a little bit. Um, but I basically, um, integrate the, the spiritual witchcraft, whatever you want to call it. I integrate those things into my styling work with my clients. Um, because when it comes to embodiment, I have often found that a lot of times there is so much 
hidden or repressed or neglected um, that people sometimes it, it, it um, that neglect and stuff goes on for so long that people mm-hmm. kind of forget like certain aspects of themselves and so Mm. i use tools like astrology tarot um and all of these like divinatory tools to be able to uncover what is hidden to be able to integrate it into the whole to accomplish what i a term that i have coined called exalted aesthetic which i define as the embodiment of your self-actualization so i use yes so i use these um spiritual tools to be able to dig deeper to be able to have your embodiment and your personal style and aesthetic mean more than just surface level aesthetic because Mm -hmm. visuals are such a potent way to communicate but really it's you know because with with glamour and styling it's so much i feel like people focus a lot on outer perception Mm -hmm. and what i focus on is inner perception because Mm -hmm. before you can allow yourself to be perceived as you wish from the outside you have to perceive yourself first and so that is really what is important to me like my focus is not necessarily on looking good but feeling good because once you feel good you look good <laughs> they're yes. inexcusable. so i that's that is my priority um when working with people and yeah my journey here has been very interesting um because i come from a background like my family is very um academic so Mm -hmm. i always i never really entertained the possibility of like my life or my career like ever going down this kind of like woo-woo path you know um but it happened very organically i mean i have always i mean there's literally not a single moment in my life where like aesthetics and visuals have not been at the forefront um, of everything. And so it really, I feel like I neglected that for like most of my life, even though it always came supernaturally to me, to me was always like my like obsession in life. Um, But I was very, I was very conditioned, you know? And so it actually took uh, my birth chart re- being read to discover that not only am I a Taurus sun, but I am a Taurus moon rising and Venus. Illusion <laughs> yes. as fuck. Yes, truly. And once I discovered that, it kind of, it finally gave me permission to really like yeah. look into that because I was like, oh, this is like literally written in the stars. Like, yeah. stop denying this in favor of like the conditioning and my family's expectations and all of that. And so once I really discovered that, I was able to unlock like the the potential and stop like denying my natural gifts and so Mm. that's this kind of history oh i love it so much and i really vibe with so much of what you say there's so many thoughts running through my head but first off like thank you for that because it's like you know i think this is something that you obviously also understand that a lot of probably listeners understand but like there's so much like conditioning like you were talking about like if you are raised in a feminine body or as a woman like you are made to feel guilty for caring about how you look and it's like at the end of the day like 
beauty is the language of the goddess it is a virtue of the goddess beautiful things make us feel beautiful like make us feel connected to something greater than ourselves like there's a reason that temples and mosques and churches and like places of worship are beautiful because that like elevates our consciousness to something greater and like I think that the way that you're integrating this like the spiritual with like the physical it's just it's so powerful like I always say that you know magic transforms us from the inside out and glamour transforms us from the outside in and when you combine those two things when you like know yourself and are expressed with intention and like live that like it just makes your fucking life better like everybody knows the power of putting on a good outfit a beautiful dress like some hot leather like a good jacket like whatever your object of you know like your aesthetic piece is and just like feeling more confident and like you know like almost every ancient tradition says that like our mind is causative that our thoughts are like create or at least shape our reality and it's like when you're feeling good it fucking shapes your reality and I just I love that I love the idea of the exalted aesthetic of self-actualization as a part of this path like one of the things I really feel like in my own journey I was talking to Sarah Godestina on her um her podcast and she mentioned that this is actually like a part of Judaism too which I had no idea is that like I truly believe that the biggest gift we can give the universe is fully being ourselves like truly fully being actualized and living if we have the privilege and the safety to like be who we are then like that is a fucking gift to the universe and you're helping so many people do that from the inside out and like I love your focus on how you feel because like you know like I I recognize this about my own work too like there is a lot of emphasis in kind of the glamour magic realm of you know like blessing your clothes and anointing your clothes and whatever but it's like that's and this is something that you pointed out to me it's like that's great if you're charming your clothes and stuff if you're working with a protection but like if you don't feel good in the clothing that you're doing the charms on what's the fucking point and exactly like at the end of the day you can still feel unembodied and that is like a huge part of that power because like like you were saying it's like I when you dress that intentionally you become a living spell like I always Mm -hmm. say like every outfit is a spell and so and it's so powerful um because you know you it's such a powerful act that I find that you know you don't even necessarily need to like speak words like that's how powerful it is because you raise the energy by living and existing in that outfit yes I love it and you're such a like good example of that and I really love that you're your work is so inclusive there's so many like different ways to work with you you don't just like like you really are like a true Taurus like Venusian icon and I love what you were saying too about like your birth chart giving you permission like I definitely had kind of a similar experience with like all my Aquarius and Scorpio placements of like being a sex witch and like being like in the sex industry and like kind of like taking up more space there and like our birth charts are such supportive tools for us to like step into like our truth and it's just been such a beautiful journey to witness you like stepping into your glamour witch fashion alchemist self and I would love to know like what your definition of glamour magic is and how you kind of integrate that into like your own work your work with clients and just your own life yeah so I really love to use the terms glamour magic as well as fashion alchemy so to me 
fashion alchemy is the bigger picture mm-hmm. because the process of alchemy is the process of perfection through change right mm-hmm. and i believe that the word perfect is actually a very powerful word when used subjectively um Ooh, i love so- that Yes. So I think that like, and I think that fashion alchemy, the goal is like the exalted aesthetic, right? Like that evolution. Um, And that's also not to say that that is ever stagnant because we are Mm -hmm. ever changing. And it's really about like the, the awareness and being in tune with those subtleties enough to be able to shift with it as it happens. And then for glamour magic, I feel like glamour magic is like the daily it's like i I really view it as very lunar you know it it really allows us to go through the phases and be able to weave between um all of our identities and be able to layer different aspects like depending on the day you know depending Mm -hmm. on how you're feeling depending on what aspect of yourself wants to aspect or aspects of yourself want to be in the spotlight on any given day so i feel like glamour magic is really our ability to ex- to uh, experiment and really be able to weave through not only our different identities but also our different moods because yeah. fashion is very emotional you know like you can plan an outfit a day or whatever in advance and then you get to the day and you're like i'm not feeling that because you're emotionally not feeling it so i really very much view it as in line with like the lunar phases and really being able to embody different aspects of ourselves because i feel like a lot of people when it comes to aesthetics will become very like locked in with stuff they'll be like okay this is my aesthetic this is my color palette and like i don't move outside of that but then it's no wonder that people quickly uh begin to feel unembodied and don't feel aligned with the things in their closet because we are deeply complex humans every single one of us and so i just don't believe that like our complexity can be confined within such strict parameters so i think glamour magic is really like that flexibility and just like you know really like going with the vibe (laughs) yeah i love it i mean i'm like sitting here nodding even though i literally wear like the same four colors and have like a very specific aesthetic but like we even within that like if you're like me and super fixed sign like there's still room for evolution and trying new things like you know like i'm not gonna necessarily go out and like wear like a very like a lavender outfit but like when I'm working out I'm gonna wear lavender like I you know like I have kind of my certain moods for the colors and like within that I'm still flexible but yeah I'm like definitely here for all the fixed sign girlies who are like I literally just wear three colors but <laughs> it can be fun to step out like I say that and I'm like red pink black leopard and some yes. tiger and that's it but you know what I definitely here for that <laughs> I just never want it I just never want it to be a limitation because absolutely like our brains naturally fixate on things and so like as long as you have the awareness when you're like okay something is not feeling aligned with like where I'm at right now and being able to honor that and not stop yourself because of this like weird you know rigidity these like self-imposed rules so as long as you always feel embodied and empowered then do your thing (laughs) yeah definitely and I feel like that's like such a big part too of like like, you know, I feel like this is something that I've, I have been very aware of that we've talked about, that I've talked about in my, in my books, like 
personal style, it means knowing who you are. It means doing the inventory of like going in and recognizing your desires, what makes you feel good, what brings you pleasure, because like those are old things that are connected to glamour magic. And like you cannot like they're like when at least when I see people who are constantly following trends, like no shade. But it's also like it makes me sad because I'm like, you don't have the like you. It takes work to be self-actualized. It takes work to know who you are. And then from that place, like you said, you can create this like, almost like this avatar, this expression mm-hmm. of like, like you mentioned, like your higher self, like embodied in the present and like in the flesh right now. And like, you know, it's like, t- trends are great because you can take what you want. It's like, um, you know, like a little charcuterie board or like a little fucking buffet. Like you take this and take that and then you like it. If you no longer like it, you don't have to keep going. But I feel like one of the things I love about your kind of perspective with glamour magic, it's like, yeah, like you can, you know, you can adopt the trends that you like, but at the end of the day, it, what matters more is that like you feel good and like that's going to be timeless, you know? And I just, I think that you do such a good job of kind of like guiding people and supporting and cheering people on in like that self-expression through like self-actualization, whether it's like by using, you know, like the tarot and astrology. And I think especially astrology, like knowing your own birth chart and kind of having a very basic grasp of like the planetary days and like what sign the sun and moon are in. It's such a good way of kind of helping you align with the cosmos to be your most embodied and like exalted self. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what you were saying about um, about our the discovery of self being like so intertwined with that that is one of the biggest reasons that i i really love um looking at people's birth charts mm-hmm. that, um because discovering your personal style really does go in hand with self-discovery and that yeah. is a very very intimate process and that is something where you know in our world today like our capitalistic society that's like so fast-paced and all this stuff like a lot of people really don't even have like the flexibility to be able to really discover themselves mm-hmm. like there's so much that like lays dormant and so that's why with the trends like i love i really love the idea i always encourage people like if you really like a trend like if there's one thing that you really really like then i am all about integrating that trend Mm -hmm. to your personal style beyond the point that the trend is trendy exactly you're like adopting it you're yeah like you said you're integrating it you're allowing it to become part of your personal style instead of just a trend that you participate in exactly and sometimes it does take you know an outfit or an article of clothing or something like that to discover a different aspect of yourself like it really i really think of it like different styles or different items or colors or whatever i really think of it as like extending an olive branch to like all these different sides of yourselves and inviting them to come out and having the outfit or whatever be the vehicle in which to experience that aspect of yourself in yeah definitely I mean like I know that from like OnlyFans and other sex work it's like when I put on a specific outfit like it helps me channel that alter ego it helps me like step into a different part of myself like I'm not exploring or like integrating in my everyday and it's so so powerful to have that and when you were um talking especially like in the beginning like one of the things that I I wanted to say was like you know this idea of occultism like a cult being something that's hidden but mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's almost like when you're practicing like the occult or when you're like in that you are bringing light to the hidden and I feel like you are truly like such like a aesthetic occultist where like you are helping people 
like unleash and step into these parts of themselves that have been hidden through glamour and like I just it's really fucking cool and I love that yeah like you said like astrology really brings light to different parts of yourself like we've talked about it was like oh yeah like on the on Mondays which are ruled by the moon I really like wearing black because even though mon- you know the moon classically the colors are silver maybe white like I like wearing black because my moon is in Scorpio and to me that's like a very gothy kind of placement like you know Scorpio is ruled by Mars which is red but like I'm like I love like that makes me feel very comfortable on moon days and it's like when you kind of have that language it can be so much easier to like you know like align yourself with something greater because to me that's like also part of being a witch it's like we're you know like individuals but we're individuals in this beautiful cosmic web and the more that we can both honor that individually and connect to something larger than ourselves like the more just grounded in our power we're gonna feel and I think that like you said like working with the like using glamour and astrology to like both tap into yourself and like the cosmos it's just such a fucking cool way of like moving through your day-to-day life and that way you're like yeah you don't necessarily have to meditate every day or practice a spell every day or do anything like quote-unquote witchy because your intention is literally woven throughout your day like I love glamour magic because it's like unless you're a nudist you have to put clothing on every day so when you add in all participate you know and it's like it you know unfortunately not everybody in this world has their needs met not everybody can participate but like that's you know if you have the privilege if you have the ability to even just wear a color that makes you feel good like why the fuck not yeah exactly oh man (laughs) (laughs) and color is such a beautiful part of your practice too like you are truly the like a color witch a color expert like when did your love affair with color begin and how does that play a part of your glamour magic oh my goodness color it's so interesting because i i look back on myself i think we were talking about this the other day i was talking to somebody about this the other day because um if you're unfamiliar with me and my instagram aesthetic i am like barbie like Mm full-on this this barbie is a witch um (laughs) so my like i feel like even um observing my relationship with the color pink Mm. in retrospect like i used to hate the color pink yeah like for a very very long time Um, And I think that that was very representative of my relationship towards uh, my femininity. And that's another reason where like, you know, my birth chart with all the Venus placements really allowed me to be like, okay, like this is just me like hating myself, you know, like hating the aspect of myself. And so it's really interesting because as a visually driven person, colors I mean, colors are just so fun. They're just so so beautiful. They make me so happy. But they also, you know, I really feel like, first of all, that color theory and color magic are basically the same thing, Mm -hmm. just different languages telling the same story. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so interesting because color is such a significant part of the way all of us experience the world. I mean, for me, it is a huge, huge part of the way that I process, like, literally everything. Um, And it's just so powerful because when you look back on your life and you remember, you know, certain colors that you were into at any point in in your given life, it essentially paints a picture of like the energetic story of your life. Hmm. Um, And that's such a, such a powerful thing. Like I think um, 
I think like, you know, society has done such a such a thorough job of, uh, you know, making us kind of forget like the power in uh, quote unquote, like simple things like that. It is part of like the mundane world because it's like literally part of everything. And so I think we, you know, forget the significance not only of the way colors make us feel but like their potential to also guide us into like shadow work and so for me the best example of that for me is like i grew up on the east coast in bethesda maryland um and it was big like yuppie energy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um and i for a very very long time hated the color navy because it just gave me that yuppie energy. It reminded yeah. me of like cops, like you know, yeah, polar like, Florin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminded me of like authority, and I've like always kind of had problems with authority. Hey. Um, so, um, uh, so the sign of Virgo, for example, associates to the color navy blue because the color navy blue actually represents authority, responsibility, and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so, it actually took me really working with Virgo energy. Um, to be able to really understand that like my my distaste for this color was really representative of like the you know trauma of like living in that area and always feeling very other Um, and you know I was really able to also heal my relationship with that energy through that color and through actually the sign of Virgo because I think the sign of Virgo you know with that color association really represents the um you know the like the highest uh expression of that energy which Mm -hmm. is that wisdom and responsibility which is what that energy should be and the way that we've understood it at least like where i'm from and stuff that energy um was always very abused right so that's something where you know even things like that like i'm latina too and i used to hate the color red because it made me more look more latina and in retrospect i was like oh my god i was like whitewashing myself and like didn't even know it and I've had a lot of healing through that too. So it's really interesting because it can really, you know, it can provide so much uh, joy and validation, but can also be very triggering. And so yeah. it's just, it's so, there's so much depth in it. Um, yeah. So color is really everything and like integrating it into, you know, clothes or really anything else um, is just, I'm just here to really guide people to be intentional and even like you were saying like clothes and fashion and stuff is something that we all have to participate in every day and Mm -hmm. like my goal like if you're not already living every aspect of your life intentionally my goal is to have my your work with me be the catalyst into showing you that Mm -hmm. if you dress intentionally and integrate that into your life then you can integrate intention into every single aspect of your life yes i love it i'm so here for it everybody hire gabby there'll be links in the show notes (laughs) just saying and i love what you're saying about color too like that's such a beautiful way of putting it like using color as like a healing tool for us to find peace with the parts of ourselves that were that we often reject like that's really interesting i'm definitely i'm like "Hmm, maybe that's why i don't like wearing green because i'm like so like not an earth sign and have like (laughs) my fucking like uh chiron is in virgo in the 12th house and like to me like i love that idea of blue especially with like the deep uh, navy blue being like authority and power and like it almost feels like the idea of like sovereignty and like 
Virgo is the virgin, like self empowerment, like Mm -hmm. self, like authority over like yourself, like knowing Uh yourself, that kind of power that comes from like being grounded in your own, like in your own self. So I'm like, like, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll have to start working with those colors. And I think that color is also such a beautiful way to begin this journey because like you can start really small you can paint your nails you can have a little scarf you can even have like you know like um a ring with like a stone that's like dark blue or dark green or whatever color you know like the most accessible way to start another one that i really love especially if it's like someone like you who has like a very specific color palette is like your undergarments because i love that yeah i definitely wear i'm definitely a little bit more um out there with like my my lingerie and the colors I wear for my lingerie so I yes. definitely feel that and it's fun having a little secret like nobody knows exactly. I'm wearing these lacy blue panties I well, love at the that and it just reinforces that it really is for you mm-hmm. at the end of the day. like when you start focusing on the external validation you're already unembodying yourself just by focusing on yeah. that like yeah if, if you're focusing on the external instead of the internal force that wants to be expressed, you're already kind of like losing touch with yourself by adhering to that over adhering to you and your yeah. own intuition. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great way of putting it. Like, it's almost like dressing for your most exalted self is a way it's like self-veneration and self-worship yes. and like recognizing your own power and coming back to that, which is like so venusian which is the thing i want to talk to about talk to with you next my god words are escaping me i'm just like in like a bubble of glamour um you are like we've mentioned you're super super taurus ruled by venus and you are also a devotee of venus like i am venus being the roman goddess of beauty glamour value receiving sensuality sexuality victory she is really our girl and i know that you just like walk the path of the goddess and that being the stylist witch and helping people embody their most exalted aesthetic is also part of your devotion and devotional practice to the divine feminine so i would just love to first ask you like how did that begin like when did your connection to goddess energy and the divine feminine and venus specifically start and how did that evolve alongside your expression as the stylist witch Well, it's really interesting because, like I said, I neglected my innate femininity for most of my life. And, you know, it it really like almost brings me to tears to say Mm -hmm. this, but like Venus has been with me my whole life. Like I know that. And it really took me accepting that. Um, You know, to be able to to lean into that and to to really honor her intentionally. Yeah. I've always honored her unintentionally. Like yeah. every time I allowed myself to just be, to just embody my own, you know, unique beauty and essence mm. and all of that. And so it really, it really took that. And it's also like the work that I do with my clients because I can work with anybody, any yeah. style, any budget, like whatever. Like. I, I really view, like, I think the term like beauty standard is like insane. Like, cause beauty is, is expansive. Like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a multiverse. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you cannot standardize it. Like that just doesn't, that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and so 
for me, like working, like all of the work that I do is devotional because I really am about people discovering their unique beauty. And that's another reason why, you know, I use astrology and the tarot and stuff to really discover what that is because every expression of beauty deserves to be seen yes every and, expression of beauty deserves to be seen fuck yes. yeah. and Sorry. venus wants to see it like are Whee! you serious? Like, there no there is no limitation like that's why i i just i always focus on what is possible mm. um you know and not like these limitations because the beauty uh industry has really has Oof. really limited all of us you know like yeah. it's been very it's both blatant and insidious and yep. it is very thorough (laughs) that's what I really you know see like with my clients and stuff and so I you know like I said like this work really came organically to me like when I first started you know like doing styling and integrating all this stuff like I didn't even know that it was like gonna become like a job that like people would you know like I was just I was just nerding out on the stuff that I wanted to nerd out on. And, you know, and all of that has just been guided by my innate knowledge that comes from Venus. Like, this is why I've always known this. And this is why I know that she's been with me my whole life um, is because I, I just have always known that that beauty is really a multiverse and Mm -hmm. it is just it's it's infinite um and yeah like my my work with my clients and really being guided to that because i i never had like a like a set plan like i'm gonna gonna become a stylist and i'm gonna do this and blah blah like it just it just happened because people because people want to feel embodied and they want to feel um, expressed. And, you know, I just, I'm like so grateful that just like following my own, you know, passion and nerdiness, like really, you know, resulted um, in all of this. And so every, every little thing that I do with the entirety of the stylist, which is in devotion to Venus. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, people also like they resonated with your work because your work is coming from such an authentic place. Like it is coming from your soul. And like, you know, like I was, I was just talking this with this about about this with somebody else where it's like when you live your truth and when you are expressed in that and when you like vibrate vibrate like that word can be so cringe but like it's true (laughs) when you're in that energy like it gives permission to other people to do the same and like you live like you live this work like you live the devotion to venus you live this expression you you can't you can't fucking go back you've drank the you've drank the well, it wasn't even Kool-Aid. It was like a you drank, you drank the flavor aid. Now you can't yes. fucking go back, you know, like and why and, would you want to? Yeah, And like I, you know, I come from a place where I absolutely know what it feels like to be repressed in your mm-hmm. identity. And so I really am here to like, you know, yes, I guide people with outfits like pair this with that and wear that or whatever. But really, I'm just more about people about guiding people to just trust themselves mm, to just I trust love that in their own you know if you think something is beautiful there's a reason for that like this is not like random you know like if that is your you know what you identify as is beauty um you know then roll with that and also like beauty is so much more than just aesthetic too like i really believe that 
it is a way of being. And so mm. I, I, that is like the, the deepest part of my work is really, um, allowing people to really discover who they are beneath all of the conditioning and be able yeah. to body all of that and really just feel, um, at ease with yourself and, and your sense of self. And, you know, because once you have that, like, you're just unbothered by yeah. like, other opinions and all that stuff like i dress like i'm sure people see me and are like what the fuck <laughs> like what is that girl doing whatever but i could not give a fuck less Literally. honestly like it, it's like a force field truly like honestly that's just more projection than anything like mm -hmm. you know i'm sorry that you're you know that you are not able to you know live your your embodied life and that you look at somebody you know doing that and it's you know triggering you know because it can either be triggering or inspiring exactly and, um and i'm i'm just yeah you know like it's our society has really taught us to like put like we put ourselves in these cages yeah, you know definitely it's, it's just it's just about breaking free of that yeah and so venusian and even when you were talking before about this idea of like dressing for the day-to-day -day as like lunar like even that expression of like going with the flow like the tides of the waters that venus comes from like that is also so venusian and i think one of the best spells you can cast is not giving a fuck what other people think about you like what mm -hmm. other people think about you is none of your fucking business and you are more like like it's just so not worth the energy like it's just so much more worth it to just be like your fucking own biggest fan and to say fuck that and like hold up the middle finger to anybody else who's like judging you or who you're who you are perceiving to be judging you because it's like the patriarchy knows the power of beauty like the patriarchy wants yeah. especially women to be as small as possible which is why they want us to be skinny they want us to be quiet they don't want us to talk they want us to be meek they don't want us to be quote-unquote beautiful like they also think that beauty has to look one or it also thinks beauty has to look one way and it's like beauty is the way that the goddess communicates with us like you said like when you are experiencing something beautiful or you feel beautiful like you fucking feel it in the temple of your heart like it ripples out like it is an energy it is experience and it is an expression and like guiding people through that and guiding people to be like fluent in their the language of their own beauty is such a fucking gift it's such a fucking gift to venus i fucking love it and i just love that like you said it's like all in devotion to her and like there's so many different ways to work with and honor goddess energy and like i think that the more that we can integrate it into our daily life instead of just at you know the libra moon every month or just at the full and new moon like the more powerful we are as witches and the more powerful our magic is and i just yeah i'm just such a fucking fan i love that idea and i love that like you said like beauty is personal like what you think is beautiful is like what is beautiful you don't have to get anybody else's approval and i feel like the yes. more we can kind of just release the idea that it has to be like you said this quote-unquote standard the better because unfortunately like in the west there are very narrow constraints so like yes what you know the patriarchy considers beautiful and it's like the more we can just say fuck off and like live in our beauty like the the more safe we make it for other people and the better we make it for the world Ugh, and those beauty standards are just here to disempower us like yeah. they're in capitalism colonialism i mean like mm -hmm. all the stuff <laughs> like literally, literally. You know? um and so you know yeah like having 
reminding people that this, because that's the thing, like, I feel like a lot of this, once you feel embodied, it is like a remembrance, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, that is very deep wisdom that, you know, the patriarchy and capitalism and stuff has been, has been very thorough um, in really like beating that like out of us, you know, like to the point that we haven't remembered it to the point that we don't remember that type of power until you allow yourself to step within that. Yeah. So for anybody listening who might not like necessarily know where to start in kind of embodying and embracing their most exalted aesthetic, do you have like any kind of like advice for like maybe something simple somebody can do to kind of start having that conversation with their inner self to like you know, step into their power? Like, is there a place in their birth chart they can look? Is there like a question they can ask their cards? Is there, you know, maybe something in their closet they can wear? Or is it kind of more personal than like one size fits all? Um, well, it definitely, you know, there's so many different levels, like there's so many different, you know, entry points. And so, um, yes, like it is definitely very deeply complex. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I would say a great place to start is definitely the rising sign. I I love that. Yes. I think a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on Venus and that can be true, but like I said, Venus and like beauty is more than just aesthetics So the Mm -hmm. way that can express herself through different houses may look different than like aesthetics you know what i mean and the rising sign i mean the whole like the rising sign dictates the first house and that's the house of identity and self-expression and you know the first house also um you know has a lot to do with like our childhood years like those Mm. formative years things like that and so i think also looking back on like you know the styles that you were into you know back in the day before you had to like you know have a uniform for like your job or whatever like you know looking into like the earlier aspects of your life as well um which is also dictated by the rising sign but yeah the rising sign is definitely like for aesthetic emphasis definitely that one and i have found this to be very very accurate with like my clients where like you know because i'll i talk a lot about you know the kind of like go-to aesthetic and stuff for like different signs and people you know our western culture puts so much emphasis on the sun sign and so they'll be like oh well like i don't identify with this and i'll be like okay but what's your rising sign and oftentimes they really identify with the style of their rising signs that is definitely um a great place to start i also love um uh chiron for that because Mm. i think for chiron i think it's less about style and actually more about color and this is something where i do one of the offerings i have is called um the cosmic color palette and i'll basically i give you a color palette based on your on your birth chart um love one of the colors that I always include is a color interpretation of where your Chiron is because it's the wounded healer. And I really believe that like in that context, like the only way out is through, right? Mm, And so I really try to essentially prescribe people colors that will be able to support them in that journey. Oh, I Um, love that. Yeah, so that's another one that I think is important. It's not necessarily, you know, your whole aesthetic, but it's something that can be very healing. Yeah. Um, It can really help you, you know, integrate, um, you know, those kind of more shadow aspects into the whole. 
And I just want to add to like you're saying this. I'm like, damn, my Chiron and Virgo, and then has to start wearing blue or green. And I'm like, I actually think green. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking yeah. like a light green because the 12th house, it's Pisces too. Yeah. Virgo is an Earth sign, so it also associates to green. Like we're gonna talk about this more. Like I'm thinking some green, like a <laughs> green. Yeah. I don't know if I can like Steve. I will have to talk because I'm like I. Yeah, I'm like, you know, and like, I'm like, I don't think I'd feel comfortable wearing that, but with the wounded healer, yeah. there, can, there can be resistance. There can be yeah. resistance. But you know? like, I was thinking, you know, like, you can wear, if you're not red, if you're like me and you're like, damn, I don't think I could like wear bright green. Like, also, green is like, I'm very, very picky about like the shades of green. Like, I Absolutely. love like a deep green or like a light green, but like, I, there's a reason you've never seen me wear it, but like, you can begin to connect with these colors through like, pieces that you wear in your ritual practice like for me I'm like oh like I might not ever like go out in like a bright green outfit or something but like I could use like a green like a dark green slip or a dark blue slip or like a light green um scarf that I wrap around myself in my meditation practice is a way to kind of begin integrating those colors like doesn't just crystals like yeah, exactly like working with um like something i've been doing more is like really working with um like crystal accessories and stuff because yes kind of like, i love that yeah, it's to work with it in a way that's not so visible and yeah. like disruptive to somebody who has like such um you know such like an exact aesthetic yeah um but you know you this is the thing though like you work with green in ways that you don't even know i mean the stem of every rose ever yeah, is green so like true. there's there's ways that, that that happens too yeah we'll talk but you know there's it doesn't have to be all or nothing you don't have to go out and like that's it, obviously that's not what you're saying but I just want to like just you know coming at it from like somebody who meditates every day like you can integrate these pieces into your like ritual practice as a way to kind of begin like moving through that you know portal but I I'm like I'm a fucking Libra rising and you know me I've, I'm literally wearing my like, whole pink outfit right now so a rising I think the rising is such a good way of putting it and I feel like you don't know what time you were born you can always do Venus I love yes. the idea of Chiron too is kind of like um uh, almost like remediation like healing that part of yourself by like honoring it by moving through it that's such a that's such beautiful advice um, okay, so Gabby and I have been really sending the voice notes the past <laughs> couple days talking deep about our relationship to the divine feminine and our both of our kind of resistance to the like the word God. I would would you would you be down to talk about this a Absolutely. little bit, Gabby? <laughs> Let's go. So um, Gab, like Gabby mentioned, she is Latina. She grew up in Maryland, very kind of yuppie. I grew up as a Mexican Jew in the Deep South. And, you know, like we, I hear the word God. I was telling Gabby, like we we both like I know that I kind of have resistance to the word God. And it's not even that it's not the thing. It's that words have power. And when we put power into some word like a word like god it becomes its own energy it becomes an egregore it becomes alive with the amount of energy that's been put into it and there's kind of been you know like a resurgence of these like repackaged um christian beliefs like puritanical beliefs slut shamey beliefs in the spiritual space it's not necessarily new i think it's probably been over like the last seven eight years but really the past couple years i think with the rise of like trad wife shit and tiktok <laughs> which is so annoying where it's like you know like 
you'll see people talking about 5D and ascension and like womb healing. And like I've talked about this recently, like this idea that there's like you have to like if you have a womb, you have to like be in love and only have one man enter your womb or else you have bad energy there. And then it gets like very slut shamey and also transphobic because not everybody who has a womb is a woman. Not every woman has a womb. And then like within that, there's also kind of this like leaning towards people like in the wellness spiritual space using the word God. And like Gabby and I were talking, she sent me a voice note. She's like, this is like annoying and difficult for me like what the fuck and maybe I'll let you start like if kind of like your experience about hearing that word because like as you've heard like Gabby and I are both very devoted spiritual people like we are here for the goddess we are here for the divine we are here for the cosmic we are here for the universe the the numinous to pull that down bring it into earth and it's just like yeah, I just would love to kind of hear about like your reaction and then maybe we can kind of talk about like why we choose the language we use when we're talking about, you know, the divine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it all started, right? <laughs> you know, just, um, yeah, very, you know, prominent like figures and stuff using the word God Oof. in play. And like God, <laughs> the word God is just so triggering yeah. to me. And I, you know, my, um, my dad's side of the family is like Roman Catholic and stuff, but I Oof. wasn't raised like going to church, you know, yeah. like I don't actually have you know, it's actually kind of funny because I feel like the level of triggered I get by that word is like kind of funny considering how like I just haven't even participated in that world very much. And yeah. it triggers me so much. And, you know, through our voice notes and stuff like I, I just realized that the reason that it's so triggering to me, especially when like um, like empowered, you know, like spiritual, like woman uh, leaders use words like this is because to me, and I'm sure to many other people, the word God is really like synonymous with like the patriarchy mm -hmm. and like all this, all of these really icky things that have really, you know, embedded themselves into the fabric of our society to the point that like, I mean, even the year is rooted in Christianity, like yeah, yeah. 2023, like, you know, <laughs> so I think it is, um, you know, I just think that there is a lot, you know, when you're in positions like that, I think that comes, you know, with a lot of responsibility. And so when people use terms like that, especially um, in, you know, like a spiritual community and like, you know, stuff like that without clarifying what God is to you. Um, because that's the thing, like, I know that God and goddess are the same thing. It mm -hmm. is the divine. It is, you know, uh, the divine is the, essentially the union of, of, of everything. Yeah. Um, and so, I think that it is, I just think that that really requires, you know, the disclaimer that like when you're talking and you're using the word God, especially as, you know, especially as a, as a woman, um, that, you know, just having that clarification that when you're using the word God, you are not referring to the patriarchal, puritanical, like all of these things that have caused a lot of mm -hmm. harm to 
individuals to societies. I mean, like it has been absolutely, I mean, like the most violent, (laughs) you know, the most like violent part of our society for sure. So I think for me, um, you know, I just, it, it just makes me feel so, it almost makes me feel kind of betrayed (laughs) (laughs) because I just feel like there's so much, especially when, you know, now there's more open dialogue about, you know, goddess and divinity and spirituality and all of this stuff and choosing to say words that have that um, heavy of like associations without clarifying it is very, I don't know. I think it's kind of dangerous because without, dangerous, yeah. Yeah, without clarifying that you don't know, you know, how you're impacting people and how people might interpret that and then start to, you know, lean into these like very, you know, outdated views and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. there's so much complexity within yeah. it that I really think that it deserves very, very clear dialogue. Yeah, definitely. And I do just want to acknowledge like you might not have been necessarily like raised within like, within, like a very religious framework, but like especially in the especially in the united states the western world but uh, you know we're both american american i mean i know you're also canadian but we both live in the u.s we quote unquote have a separation of church and state but we absolutely the fuck do not we live in a christian nation we live in a christian nation that is dictating how people with wombs and women are you know treated how um queer people are treated how trans people are treated how all of it like so we are impacted by that framework whether or not we exist in the church like we live especially Maryland like how I grew up in Georgia too it's like there was so much dogma there's so much dogma around this idea of quote-unquote God and it's like the God that people are referring to just like by default is the God of Christianity like Mm -hmm. unless you're like oh no I mean like um, you know, I mean like Adonai or I mean Allah, like you're not going to assume that quote unquote God is the God of the Jewish people or the or of Islam or of like paganism. It refers to the God of Christianity. And like Jesus was a fucking cool dude. Do not get me wrong. He was down with sex workers. He was queer. He was brown. He was a Jew. He was just living his best life. It's not his fault. It's the people that came after it that decided to fuck with his messages hundreds, thousands of years after and then all those devotees after that totally warped this idea of love thyself love thy neighbor whatever like that god is a god that represents um suppression and represents suppression of women and of queer people and of anybody who's othered and it's like in this especially now because there kind of is this rise of like traditionalism it's like when you're a spiritual empowered woman or when you're a leader and you're like yeah this god this god that like it's like why choose that word to represent the divine like why choose that you know please clarify you know exactly that part you're talking about god you're talking about the divine right exactly be just as broad as that i think it just requires the clarification that you're not talking about you know the 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 oppressive god Mm -hmm. that like you know we as a society have like come to you know like seek approval or whatever it's just like such a uh, i just it's such a slippery slope it is and language is important like obviously it gets to the point where it can be limiting but like it is important and I do you know like I'm not super into like Gnosticism that's not even something I like 
am really very very well versed in but there is this idea of kind of like this false god the demiurge and like to me that really is kind of an embodiment of like the christian patriarchal god which is like the default and yeah it can be really dangerous like i've definitely felt almost guilt for feeling triggered at that word like partially because of like you know i'm like oh like i shouldn't but it's like at the end of the day like this is the god that literally fucked up so many different indigenous cultures this is the god of like killing like you know like so many different traditions that didn't go along with it this is the god that like really buried the goddess tradition and it's like one of the things that we are talking about too in our voice notes is like we do not worship the goddess because we believe that like women are going to become like superior to men be on the top of the food chain be in like the pyramid be the very top like we have been in patriarchy for so many thousands of years that the only way to get balance like you said between like the divine between the god and goddess between this this polarity is to swing the pendulum in a different direction which means a very intentional worshiping of the feminine of the goddess which means honoring the earth honoring everybody else honoring the sky the you know the solar system the cosmos the numinous as much as honoring like energy and beauty and intention and like the god of christianity is like a a removed god that's transcendent that sits on the clouds that doesn't give a fuck about being in a body or beauty or pleasure and it's like those things are important and when you're talking about god yeah like that's what i'm gonna fucking think of and actually like if you're going to say that just like give a little psa at the beginning like give a little psa about the fact that like what you mean like and i was telling you this too like if i'm talking about the balance of the you know god goddess like i will write g-o-d slash d-e-s-s to represent god and goddess kind of like as one like that way just cover the bases you know what i mean and it's like (laughs) it's so weird because i feel like i'll be like oh, this word, this triggers me. Like, I don't like it. And I'm like, why does it trigger me? It shouldn't trigger me. And then you kind of go into like a spiral about like feeling bad about (laughs) your feelings. And you're like, too many feelings. It's like, goddess, take the wheel. I surrender. Like, I can't do this. But it's like, our words are important. And like, I just want everybody listening to be wary. If your intuition is like, I don't like that. Even if it's you're listening to this conversation and there's something that we're saying that you don't resonate with, honor it. And then maybe take time to examine it later on. Like sometimes those triggers are really beautiful opportunities for us to grow and they're just very different from what we're used to. And it's just kind of like um, a stepping stone. But like if your intuition's like, I don't like that, fucking listen to it. Like there is a lot of, of spirituality now that says that you have to leave your body, that you have to ascend, that we're entering this 5D thing that if you're having, you know, if you're not in love and you're having sex, you're... Um, you're ruining your yoni energy like or like that you should be thanking god and god this and god that and it's like doesn't that just sound like christianity light like doesn't that just kind of sound like the same thing like that's just also like you know and even bringing it back to like embodiment and stuff like that just it it totally removes the fact that we are humans mm-hmm. here to have a human experience yeah, literally <laughs> You know, and the human experience, like all of that is divine, right? Exactly. And so it's like it, it really like, you know, infiltrates us and like has, you know, has us, you know, feeling guilty about literally being human. Literally. And that's, that's 
wild. And like, you know, what you were saying about like the, you know, the pendulum, like swinging it to the other way. Like, I think that is also the reason why to me, it kind of feels like betrayal because exactly. I do think that we are in this space where like, you know, dialogue about, you know, spirituality and, you know, the divine feminine and like goddess and like all this stuff is becoming, you know, a little bit more, um, I don't want to say mainstream, but like it is becoming definitely, yeah, more part of like, you know, the, the narrative. And so when we are in this place where we understand that like the balance has been so skewed for so long and now, you know, we, especially as like spiritually empowered women, you know, are swinging the pendulum to the other side, then that's why it feels like a betrayal because I'm like, especially as a spiritually empowered woman, like we have the power and the responsibility to help swing it to the other side so that at some point we can reach some semblance of equilibrium. And so when people, you know, choose to, use that language um in a way that isn't clarified it feels like the pendulum is like you know not necessarily swinging backwards but it you know we we all have to give it the momentum yeah. to to continue to swing to the other side to be able to reach this balance and so especially when women claim to be like you know work you know to to um you know to like embody like you know divine energies and all that stuff and it's like well why would you you know i just I feel betrayed. <laughs> Literally, I understand. It's like, we're here for the goddess. I'm here for embodiment. I'm here for like to have a body, you know, like I really truly believe that, you know, like this idea of as above, so below, like the every, like the macrocosm and the microcosm are reflections of each other. And it's like, I truly, truly believe that we are expressions of the divine put in these human flesh suits because the divine is spirit, right? It's numinous. It does not have a physical manifestation. Like we are here to have the fullest experience possible. And as we do that, as we feel pleasure and sadness and pain and love and lust and magic and all of the fucking things, like we are honoring the divine. And like, to me, like that is goddess energy. That is the energy of like that polarity of that that even expands past that polarity it's not just like this one thing and like you know like to me the divine feminine really represents the physical embodiment feeling beauty all of these things that the god of christianity took away from us stripped us of so it's like i feel like it's so important to choose the language that reflects this expansion versus this contraction you know what i mean and it's just like, oh, it gets me so fired up and talking to you about it the other day. We were like frantically <laughs> sending each other voice notes for like hours. Like we could have just talked on the phone, but this is more rewarding. You said something really powerful the other day, too, because I also just want to clarify that like, uh, you know, our ranting right now doesn't mean that like we do not, you know, see and value like the divine masculine. Oh, no, like, not at all. Yeah. But you said something that I thought was so beautiful the other day where you were like, I honor the divine masculine through the divine feminine and mm-hmm. i just resonate with that so much because it it especially because it it is a union so yeah. honoring one through the other it really is just like you know this this cycle um and so yeah i i just loved um what you said about that yeah. that was like, 
very resonant. It's so real. And I'm like, I wouldn't even necessarily know how to describe that. It has to be something that's felt like for me, like the more that I can have these kind of structures and this groundedness in my life, the more that I'm able to be in like this energy of the divine feminine of the goddess. Like I'm able to serve her more when I have that kind of that kind of balance you know like people even the fact that people are like yeah like the womb is the center of life it's like bitch sperm is half of life like we need both sides it can't just be one and I do find like I worship the divine masculine as like the consort to the divine feminine like the feminine for me like goddess energy for me is the foundation and the masculine is almost like a way to help hold that up and you know what like not everybody's gonna have that like not everybody's gonna be a devotee of the goddess like we are but like that's my path. That's my, you know, and like, that's fine. Like we need as many goddess worshipers as we can get in this life because we are really trying to fucking swing the pendulum on the other side. Yes. We're trying to, we're trying to correct this like really intense imbalance that has existed for generations, centuries. I mean, just, you know, we're, we're in a new, we're in a new paradigm and I just, I think it's really, you know, important for for all of us to to do, you know, what we can um, and be really intentional about everything, you know, that we bring to the table, because we're just at this point where, you know, there's just so much there. It's just it's so deeply complex. And because it is so complex, like it just it just deserves to have, you know, to have the 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 clarity. yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gabby, you are a goddess. I could literally talk to you for days and days. I want to have you on like in a few months when the Barbie movie is like out for a while and we can like fully just talk about that movie because I think that'd be really fun. But I'm like, I just feel like, you know, or maybe we'll record it soon and just, you know, do it when we can talk spoilers. But I feel like I'm the like, time I, is not exactly. come. I'm like we need a whole episode about exactly. that. <laughs> Um, well, I know that you have your perfect style course coming this fall. I'm sure this episode will be out around that. So do you want to talk about like what's next for you and where people can find you? And I'll put all the links in the show notes below. Yes, for sure. Well, since you mentioned perfect style, that is an annual course that I teach. It is a seven, uh, I was going to say seven month (laughs) container, (laughs) um, where I basically teach my students the, both the physical and metaphysical aspects of, uh, achieving your perfect style. Because again, the word perfect when used subjectively is incredibly powerful. Love. So that is the intention of that. And um, I, you can find me on like every social media platform ever, Instagram, Twitter, threads, TikTok, all the things um, at The Stylist Witch. And my website is www.thestylistwitch.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Gabby. I fucking love you. Uh, it was such an honor. I love you so, so much. Thank you so much for having yes, me. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation of the two Gabriellas. I uh, just adore Gabby and hope that you guys got something out of this. As always, find her links to her membership site, to her website, and to her social media below. And just a reminder that this Sunday, November 26th, is the last installment of my class, Perverting the Tarot. The live class is this Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we will be discussing rituals and practices for eroticizing the tarot. And if you miss 
miss the live of this class or of the other two parts on the major and minor arcana cards, not to fret, you can still purchase the recorded classes at the link below. You can still join me on Patreon where I will eventually be putting exclusive episodes and episodes up early. Um, and once this show starts to have sponsors, I will be putting um, the non-advertisement version of the shows on Patreon. So thank you guys so much for joining me. If you are a brand, a witch, a musician, if you have something that you want to share and shout out on the show, I am now accepting spots for um, brands for ads. So if you want to sponsor another episode, please get in touch. You can email me at the email below um, or DM me on Instagram, but email is the best. Gabriella.herstick at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love, Lust, and Magic is produced by Zach Toman.